Let's start with the rapid fire round. At what age do you want to retire? Um, 65. How long does it take you to get ready in the mornings? Oh, ages because I need to uh, prepare my three kids. Most embarrassing moment of your life? Oh, um, lots of them. <laughs> you can always pass. Uh, favorite color? Uh, blue. What time of day are you most inspired? Uh, late at night. How many hours of sleep can you survive on? Uh, I can survive with six hours. Okay. Uh, fill in the blank. An upcoming aviation trend is blank. Uh, stability. The city in which the best kiss of your life happened. Ooh, to lose France. Pick one, Mark Zuckerberg or Elon Musk. None of the two. <laughs> the biggest mistake of your career. Um, pass. <laughs> How do you relax? Listening to music. How many cups of coffee do you drink per day? None. A habit of yours that you hate? Um, overthinking. The most valuable skill you've learned in life? Oh, um, to be agile. Your favorite Netflix show? Um, Netflix. Breaking Bad. One word description of your leadership style. Relaxed. Top priority in your daily schedule. Connect with people. Uh, memorable career milestone. Completing my PhD. A recent business innovation that caught your eye. Digital twins for uh, personal disruption simulation. All right, so that was the end of the rapid fire. All right, cool. And the rest of the questions you can answer with as much time and ease as you like. All right, so question one, uh, the long form questions. Uh, you have a diverse background with experience in both academia uh, and the aviation industry. Uh, can you share some key insights from your journey, including how your academic experience in uh, computational aerothermodynamics has influenced your role in leading technical innovation in Dutch Airlines? Yes. Uh, so, well, uh, quick story. Um, I started, I started um, um, studying mechanical engineering. And, uh, well, throughout this journey, I loved aerodynamics, I loved thermodynamics, so uh, I started thinking, what's the next step? And this is a moment in time where I decided that I want to follow a career in aerospace or aviation. You know, like traveling and flying, for me it's like, it's, it's something that I really like. It's, it gives this, this kind of sense of freedom to me. Um, so, well, I did a PhD. Uh, after my uh, first uh, degree uh, on computational aerothermodynamics uh, with a specialty in aircraft engines. 
And back in the days, uh, I was thinking that I should follow a career in aerospace, uh, basically with a, like a manufacturing show, like working with the plane manufacturers. Uh, however, life had other plans for me. Um, and uh, well, I switched to aviation at some point. However, let's see, all those skills I've learned uh, during my PhD and my studies, uh, well, I consider them very valuable. Why? Uh, because um, knowing how systems are designed, uh, that makes you also understand how systems operate. Uh, so uh, I entered this kind of uh, AI and data science um, uh, space with a prior knowledge of the systems themselves. And that's something that uh, I find very useful on a daily basis. Uh, in fact, working those systems with, uh, an, from an AI perspective, um, it means that you have to deal with the way they work. And I had this prior knowledge and this kind of prior career that helped me a lot. However, I haven't decided yet uh, whichever I like more, academia or the industry. I like them both equally, and that's why I keep switching, or at least I always keep a part of the two during uh, my career. So, well, I currently also uh, work as a visiting academic at the same time with my industry career. So how do you balance the need for innovation with the operational demands of a large airline like KLM? And what strategies have you found effective in driving innovation within such a complex organization? Yeah, that's a very good question. Uh, companies like KLM and in general airline companies are, uh, let's say they have all kinds of different departments under the same roof. So think about a company that has to basically uh, deal with passenger, have passenger operations, commercial operations, uh, flight operations, uh, planes need to fly, ground operations, they need to be serviced on the ground, catering, maintenance, I can keep going, HR and, and so on. So basically, um, in this kind of uh, setting, uh, it's, you know, you can get inspired a lot, but you can also get distracted usually. Uh, so you need to somehow isolate sometimes yourself from this kind of very fast paced operating environment and try to think, well, you know, what I could improve in this kind of environment, because you see that uh, for personal environments, uh, there are all kinds of deficiencies here and there. I mean, like, you know, things always go the wrong way and then you need to, to, to react on that. And I think the biggest innovations in aviation uh, will come from the space where you can improve this kind of operational um, uh, coordination between different departments and within the departments. And that's also something, that's a practice that enhances sustainability because in fact, well, whatever deficiency you have when it comes to the way that planes fly, the way that planes maintain, the plane, uh, the, the way that planes are handled on the ground, uh, that means like that means usually extra time, extra resources, extra emissions, and so on. So basically, optimizing aviation and airlines specifically, uh, it's by definition uh, a standard practice that I'm very interested at. Could you give us some examples of the most exciting emerging technologies, aviation that you've been involved with and how they're impacting the industry? Yeah, so lots of things are happening in aviation these days. And again, there's lots of discussion about how we can make the industry more sustainable. So in that sense, uh, AI, AI plays like a pivotal role in making uh, aviation more sustainable. I can give you some examples. Uh, well, planes, they fly for, let's say, well, many decades now, but uh, the way we optimize uh, the routes on the sky or the way the practices we follow while flying, like uh, the fuel consumption, 
can, for example, be uh, uh, improved and optimized by using AI. That's a very interesting space. Um, also, you can use digital twins and what in digital twins, basically a set of different technologies that work with data. So you need to have this kind of real-time data feed. Um, and then like on top of that, you add layers that can be predictive, that can be, uh, that can, uh, well, like uh, uh, monitor different um, uh, parts of the organization, assets and so on. And those layers, like I'm talking about IoT, things like that. Uh, so by developing digital twins that uh, can help you monitor your operations and even predict disruptions, predict um, things that might happen in the future, because again, things can always go wrong, like it's a very uh, stochastic environment. Um, in this kind of setting, uh, well, that's, that's a very uh, interesting technology. A last example of a technology is uh, what uh, is happening right now with all those new energies, as we call them. So new um, uh, energy sources for aircraft. And I, I'm talking about hydrogen or sustainable aviation fuels, biofuels or synthetic fuels. Uh, I'm talking about electric or hybrid electric aircraft and so on. And that's a space where, well, things are moving uh, well, relatively slowly because this kind of transition is very, um, uh, very difficult uh, because of the energy density. However, uh, it's an effort that it's worth doing. And I think we're going to see uh, the results of this effort in uh, the coming decade or so. So what's the future of electric? Well, electric um, um, has a, a specific particularity. It means batteries and batteries are heavy. So we see lots of applications for electric, but my expectation seems to see electric planes flying in regional uh, settings, so in short haul, uh, but that's already like a pretty big improvement. Uh, so to pivot a little, you co-chaired the data management and machine learning design subgroups of the SAG, SAE G34 and Euro CAEWG114, did I pronounce that right? The Joint International Committee for the Certification of Artificial Intelligence-Based Technologies in Aviation. Uh, could you tell us more about the challenges and considerations when it comes to certifying AI-based technologies for aviation? And how does this impact the safety and reliability of aviation systems? Right, okay. I'm going to start with a question. Let's say that you board an aircraft and, uh, well, you fly somewhere and then the captain makes an announcement. And the captain says, well, good morning. Welcome to our flight to XYZ. Uh, today, our plane is not... Um, inspected by a human operator, inspected by an algorithm. And my question to you is, would you board this plane and would you fly with a plane that basically no human operator has inspected its different mechanical systems? So, well, that summarizes the work we do there, basically. Well, that, what we try to do there is to develop the standards and the practices and the mechanisms that can assure uh, that uh, AI can be implemented in critical aviation systems in a way that is trustworthy and can be certified. And I'm talking about maintenance, I'm talking about uh, traffic management and the dot in the horizon, uh, it's also autonomous operations. For example, replacing one of the two pilots by some kind of algorithm, uh, AI-based algorithm. Uh, so in that sense, that's a very uh, thorough job that you need to do and also a very uh, responsible job that you, you, you should do. And because of that, we brought together the whole industry, we brought together people coming from the manufacturers, people coming from airlines, people coming from academia, people coming from the regulators. And we work uh, for four years now, and hopefully next year uh, the standard will be out, and the standard then can be adopted by the regulators. Uh, so we will be able to certify AI in a way that we can trust. And of course, the first steps might be 
not that um, uh, flashing. The first steps might be a bit, you know, they might be the first application might be some small maintenance applications, but in that case, those applications will be um, running autonomously without any human intervention. And of course, by building trust ourselves to the standard and also the public to the algorithms, then we can proceed. Because one thing is uh, the trust and the standard itself and how us we develop it, but also the public needs to understand and needs to uh, feel comfortable with those technologies and trust those technologies, their lives with those technologies. That's uh, the, big, uh, uh, the big question here. That sounds highly complex. Can you share any insights into the collaboration and coordination efforts required between industry stakeholders, regulators, and technology developers to create certification standards for AI-based technologies in aviation? Yeah, it's, it's a very complex process indeed. In fact, uh, the working group uh, involves 500 people from all around the globe. Uh, and we work like for four years so far and we have at least one year before we have the standard. So you can imagine that uh, that uh, involves lots of coordination, also meetings in uh, weird times of the day because everyone needs to be present. Uh, but I think it's worth the effort. So we organized in different subgroups and each subgroup has their own scope. And I was very lucky to uh, uh, have, uh, have co-chaired the data management subgroup and the uh, machine learning design group. Um, in those meetings, we have regular meetings with uh, the people there where we like uh, bring up every time like topics for discussion and based on those discussions, we form some kind of um, uh, opinions and some kind of practices that we think uh, are the ones that we need to follow. And then we put those discussions into papers. Basically, we like write down what we discussed and that we think it's like the way to, to go. And this uh, then is up for debate, up for discussion. This uh, document is discussed for a long time. Uh, it's, we make the right uh, amendments and so on. And at some point, we adopt like the document paragraph by paragraph. So this is the way we work. Uh, and then it takes time and effort. Um, uh, and well, on top of that, basically, another thing that uh, I'd like to add is, um, and um, well, yes. And um, on top of what I just described, basically, uh, we need people coming from all kinds of different sides of the industry. So when people coming from, um, well, the operational side, so airlines, we need people coming from the design side, so uh, aircraft manufacturers and aircraft component manufacturers, and also AI experts. Um, so it's uh, a complex work and in, like with lots of stakeholders, but yeah, well, I'm uh, very optimistic that in the end we're going to have a very uh, good standard uh, for the industry product. So pivoting to sustainability a little, uh, sustainability is a significant focus in the aviation industry. Uh, how do you see the role of innovation and AI in achieving sustainability goals? Uh, and what are some specific initiatives or strategies that you've been involved in to promote sustainability? Yes, sustainability right now, it's, uh, well, I can say number one objective for uh, the aviation industry. Um, the aviation industry is a very difficult industry to decarbonize for uh, one reason. Planes need to fly and planes need to be light enough to fly. So in that sense, um, uh, well, the best thing we have right now in terms of uh, energy density is fuel. And of course, fuel is, is bad for the environment. So in one hand, we need to like uh, reduce and at the same, well, in, in the end, eliminate fuel consumption and uh, also make sure that the planes are light enough to fly. So if we replace fuel with something different, planes need to be light enough. 
So AI can play a very important role in this kind of um, uh, discussion. First, because by using AI, we can optimize our daily practices, our daily operations. So we can use AI to optimize the routes that planes take. We can understand and get all kinds of insights uh, about uh, the way that fuel is consumed on board the aircraft and optimize here and there all kinds of small operational practices and like have some well, quite good uh, improvements in fuel consumption. And of course, AI these days is used um, uh, in a very extensive way in designing aircraft. And basically, uh, in the past, we used to have more traditional methods. We used to have physics-based methods. We used to have, and we still have to some extent, uh, but also AI right now is uh, at the core of the design methods for aircraft. And the aircraft that are being designed right now are the next generation air aircraft that uh, can work with different fuels, can work with sustainable aviation fuel, and so on. So AI is, first of all, part of the operational uh, um, uh, improvement process, but also in the design process of new products. And what role do innovations like electric aviation play in this context of sustainability? Yes, uh, well, electric aviation or hydrogen. Hydrogen well, can be used in different ways, like directly combusted or with fuel cells, which is also electric aviation. Um, it's, you know, I think the role is basically very, very, very important in decarbonizing aviation. We won't have results tomorrow. I expect to have results in the next decade for both uh, electric and hydrogen. Uh, but yes, I think uh, uh, the most uh, important challenge here is how we can scale up production of hydrogen, how we can reduce the weight of batteries, and how we can make those systems fit within, first of all, the aircraft itself, and second, those aircraft fit in the existing uh, operational requirements that we have at the airports and like infrastructure in general. Speaking of this in extension, simulation methods and digital twins are integral in aircraft design and maintenance. Uh, can you elaborate on the importance of simulation methods and digital twins in the aviation industry as a whole and how do they contribute to efficiency and safety? Yes, that's a very good question. Well. Uh, if you see an airline like uh, microscopically, like you know from above, it's a huge optimization problem. Basically, you need to optimize everything in an airline, and at the same time provide scheduling, provide rostering. So basically, things need to come together. And right now, the way that we approach those kinds of issues is that we optimize like independently all those different parts of an airline or like innovation in general, but we don't optimize things combined or at least to um, a less extent. So in that sense, by developing digital twins that could combine different parts of the organization and at the same time visualize the impact of this kind of, uh, well, uh, for example, some kind of operational disruption, um, we can have some really good results because first of all, people can see how, what is the operational status of an organization. Second, by using AI in the digital twin, we can predict different scenarios about how the operations will evolve and which direction they can take or simulate all kinds of scenarios about what can happen if we have some kind of disruption. And this way we can improve passenger experience because you can imagine that if your flight is cancelled, well, you are frustrated, then we, can, we need to act quickly on that. Um, and at the same time, of course, by bringing together all kinds of different operational parts of the organization, like of an airline, of, uh, well, the whole aviation industry sometimes. So think about the traffic management, you know, like combined operations, things like that. Uh, we will be able to, like, uh, optimize the ways we work 
also uh, make sure that people understand what is the, 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 the situation, the status of a specific um, operational part uh, and, you know, like uh, take the right uh, uh, actions. So what are the key challenges that aviation faces in adopting these digital trends more widely? And how can these challenges be overcome? Well, yes, digital twins is a very up and coming and very nice technology. But of course, there are always challenges. Uh, first of all, uh, I'll start with uh, the fundamental, which is data. So data is uh, something that um, well needs to be there, needs to be available, and uh, it needs to be uh, also curated in a way that those twins can uh, consume. And that's not always in place because we see not just well in airlines, but in general, uh, again in aviation, data coming are coming from all kinds of different directions. Um, so data curation is very important and data quality is very important. Um, so I think that's one of the first challenges, how you can uh, use and um, like uh, source data in a good way. That's one thing. Uh, also data are protected by, well, most of the time, but all kinds of uh, intellectual property uh, uh, rules and laws and like agreements. Um, data can also uh, be protected by agreements with, uh, uh, well, guards, personal data, pilot data, those kinds of things uh, are present. So if we start with the fundamentals, I think uh, bringing together data in a way that can facilitate the development of digital twins is a very important step. That's step number one. Then of course you need some, let's say, uh, algorithms and some uh, methods that can uh, 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 consume those data and that can like uh, uh, provide um, in, uh, predictive capabilities, if we talk about prediction, and that's the second step. And of course, I talked before about uh, combining different parts of the operations, and those operations are not always uh, run by the same organization. Think about airlines and airports, for example, or uh, traffic management. So bringing together different organizations and develop products together, it's also a challenge. Um, we are talking with different parties and stakeholders right now on how we can co collaborate and coordinate on developing this kind of simulations. Uh, it takes time, but uh, I see the value and I think everyone sees the value. So in the end, again, I'm optimistic that, uh, well, the whole industry will come together and develop products that can enhance, first of all, operational, um, uh, yeah, the operational um, organization that uh, can come together and bring uh, operational efficiency and at the same time sustainability and at the same time less disruptions. That's possible by, well, developing uh, there are digital twins in the future. So the last question for you is of a personal kind. Uh, what would you be doing in your life if not this right now? Well, frankly, I'm very, very passionate about what I do now. So, well, for me, what I do is, well, like the best possible options. Uh, and if not, I think if uh, not aviation, uh, that could have been space. I like space a lot too and I follow all the developments in the space domain as a hobbyist.